what's going on, everybody? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know what it is. This is Kevin from the Core Progression Podcast. Brett Smith with rocks or rock and metal thrive. How's everyone doing today? Because when it comes to bands that have this incredible amount of chemistry and have the foresight to know where things are going in the scene and are really setting up to take full advantage of that in 2021. The band Envision is definitely the band that is doing that right now. And why do I talk about Envision this way? Well, because they're today's guest on the Chord Progression Podcast. Big shout out to Joel Final for helping set this one up. Joe, you are the man. So when it comes to this band, you're going to enjoy this conversation because we talk about the positivity behind music. They share a bunch of crazy stories as well in terms of their lives and their uh, video for their hit song called Showstopper, where, yeah, their lead singer Alex bought cinder blocks and rope, tied him to his feet, and walked into the Gulf of Mexico. Don't worry, he didn't jump in. It was all for the video, but the story behind that is awesome. So this is a band you're really going to want to get behind because they've got this hard rock sound that's kind of had a casual little romance with hip-hop and EDM at times, so... It's definitely got a great sound to it. I think I should check it out. But enough of me talking about it. Let's hear what they have to say about it. So are you guys ready? Let's go. Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast, our good friend Joe Alfano has connected us with many bands over the past year, including bands that we've had in the podcast, like Kingdom Collapse we've had on multiple times. Um, Another Day Dawns, As Strange as Angels, and plenty more. And when he connects me with certain bands, he never steers me wrong. And this one, did he steer me wrong? Ooh, God, no, he steered me in the right direction. So please welcome the guys from the band Envision. So guys, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Thank you, hey, guys. Thanks for having us. How, how are you guys doing over there in Mississippi? You guys are from Mississippi, right? Otherwise, I'm going to look real stupid by saying that. We are from Mississippi, however, we're currently in Slidell, Louisiana. I'm from New Orleans. Yeah. Oh, well, um, as of what happened the day after or before we shot this, I am very sorry for your loss, sir, with look like Drew Brees retiring after this. Oh, no. Oh, oh. oh yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my crack, man. He's not. No, he'll be back next. I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I, my brother was texting me all day the pre like that night, just going crazy. Like he said, he never ugly cried after a sports loss before. Outside of that one, he's been a Saints fan since he was like five years old. No, that was and, the second time I ugly cried. The first time when we lost in the divisional round, like 2011 to the 49ers. So we won't get into that though. Let's keep on with the music. So. No, no we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll stick to the music. We'll keep football out of this because I'm, I'm pretty sure if we did, we just end up going back and forth and end up just. You making fun of me, making me making fun of you on some aspects and just keep going back and forth. It'd be fun, but now nah, we're here for the music, so we'll stick with that. However, as we get started on this, there's one thing I always like to do, and I always like to you guys to introduce yourselves so that everyone listening can get to know who you are. And I always ask three specific questions. The first two, very simple. The last one, that's my favorite. So the first two I need you to answer is what your name is and what you do with InVision, so what your part in the band is. But the third is my favorite. We're going to go all like high school, college welcome week kind of shit where I wanted to know a little fun fact about yourself or a fun story. However, I always like it to be the wackiest thing you guys can think of. So if you got a story about, I'm trying to think of some of the craziest ones I've heard, like some horrible music video gone wrong kind of thing. Um, the wacky facts I've heard some people give me are their Tinder bios. That's always a favorite of mine because they're just absolutely hilarious or anything else you can come up with. 
to make me and everyone else listening laugh, I will let you guys take it away. So whoever wants to start, go for it. Yeah, go for it. I'll start this. Um, statute of limitations on this one is done, by the way. So <laughs> Yes. Right. I'm Kevin. I play guitar. So my first band was called Patiently Waiting, and then we were Evolution of a Noise. So when um, it was that Revenge of the Sith came out, I was graduating high school in 2005. So they had these big blow-up Darth Vader's on top of Burger King, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, we designed a military-level operation, and we got that thing. And the lightsaber's like 12 feet long. <laughs> we had to stab it. To, like, my old drummer had to climb the, like, literally climb up to the roof, stab it, deflate it. We drove around a car. He shoved it in a roof where he had someone waiting. All drove in different directions, got away with it. On the news the next day, we're the only ones in the country that ever got away with it. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Including the SpongeBob stat, like the SpongeBob blowups, no one was ever able to get one of those. But we needed that Vader because we had just went and saw Revenge of the Sith. We saw Obi Wan and Anakin fight, and we're like, we need that Vader right now. We got it. It's in Vader's lair. It's a big Tupperware thing that we like shoved. <laughs> we claim that we bought it from some kid on a bike for twenty bucks, but now we stole it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, that was 2005. That was 16 years ago. The statute of limitations have to have passed yeah. at that point. Yeah. So we're I think high, you're good. Completely good on it. Like, we're good. Watch. Burger King's going to see this podcast and be like, <laughs> we got him now, boys. Yeah. <laughs> he got, got us. Him. We're going to get him now. Yeah, I'm like old case, but we're cracking it wide open again. Man, I started that one to bang, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're starting yeah. off the bang. You're, start, you're basically setting the bar high for everybody else. However, I have seen that happen before, and then there's always someone that comes out with something even crazier. So I'm expecting something from one of you three other guys to just absolutely make me look and just go, what the actual hell? And then potentially just smack my head on the table, start laughing hysterically. So I'm hoping for that moment. But, I mean, having to beat stealing an inflatable Darth Vader, ooh, it's going to be tough. If I want to start. All right. Hi, guys. My name is Phil Collins. I played the bass in Envision. My crazy story that they tell. So, back in high school, my friends picked me in my house, but about three houses down, there's a bus stop. So, there's a Japanese driver putting, excuse me, witnessing. I can't say that word. Witnessing witnessing the whole thing go down. So my friend comes up to the door with a duct tape and some stuff. I had no clue what's going on. I open the door, he grabs me, tapes him up and everything, throws me in the trunk of his car, and drives to high school with it, knowing that the bus is going right behind us, watching the whole thing. So he's being a jerk and everything, pops the trunk. I had to peek my head out, grab the trunk, and close it back before the guy freaks out and sees us. So when we get to the school, there's cops surrounding our car and everything, and they arrest me. Apparently, the rule is you can't ride in the trunk without a seatbelt. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. I was for about, what, six hours? You got me. <laughs> you got me. That's a thing. <laughs> it is. This is a thing. I mean, this is a thing. I don't think Louisiana, that's a thing. Oh, it's oh, Japan, so. Oh, wait, all right, all right, yeah. I told you that. Yeah, I was going to say, riding in the trunk, I mean, that's something that we always did in high school, especially around my friends, because we always have a, like, my friend had a 04 Chevy Impala, and yeah. I think there's times where you'd have like nine or ten people trying to go somewhere. It's like, okay, how are we going to fit ten people into a four-door sedan? And we end up having it was 
always the driver of course are by themselves you have five you have yeah, one yeah. person in the uh, front passenger seat you have four people in the back you've got one person on the lap of the person in the front you've got like two other people in the back and then whoever's left over has to go in the trunk i'm like if we ever get pulled over we are definitely fucked on this <laughs> no, no, no. It was just a person in the back because no seatbelt. Plus, I had a burrito, and my friend threw a Playboy in there, which I didn't open because I couldn't see in the dark. Hmm? I mean, <laughs> man, you definitely needed a flashlight there. Otherwise, if, when they opened up that trunk, holy shit, I don't know what they would have found. I opened the trunk, looked at me, and I'm chewing the chimichanga. I'm just like, <laughs> like you, you want some of this? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of full. I was like this, like <laughs> my hands were taped. So basically, I had to rip the wrapper open like that. <laughs> <laughs> my principal never let me go though like, I was in detention for about two weeks we still see him every week or so it's like his probation officer was weird hey you know it's on boss <laughs> alright so my name is Alex I am the uh, vocalist for Indivision and uh, okay so I went to this internship right out of high school it's called the Honor Academy uh, it was in Garden Valley, Texas, and me and like 300 to 500 other people went there after high school to work with this ministry. Um, well, I was a skateboarder too, and it was a big campus, so I would skateboard around campus. And uh, one day I was coming home from work on my skateboard, and the skateboard kind of, I think I hit a rock or something, and it went out from underneath me, and shot right through the front window of our dorm and shattered it in pieces. So I now know that I'm going to die. <laughs> and I go to uh, my immediate leadership and I'm like, hey, this is what happened. He's like, oh man, we got to go tell Caio. Now Caio is this dude from Brazil that is very, you know, a very strong man and just just like like at the time he was like man this is my definition of, of like a man right here because he was he was strong and muscular and very crisp and to the point when he spoke so i, I find him he's in the bathroom he's like trimming up his beard because uh, we have like these big communal bathrooms and he's just going <laughs> and i'm like hey kyle yeah man what's up hey uh i gotta tell you something yeah, what's going on? What's going on? And I said, uh, so you know those those front windows? Well, there's this possibility that my skateboard might have possibly shattered one of those. You said what? <laughs> <laughs> That was uh, that was probably top ten scariest moments of my life right there. I was pretty sure he was gonna put me through a wall. I lived to tell the tale, though. That's my story. And now he's here with us, and we're definitely happy about that. Just be thankful that that guy Kyle didn't have the anger or tantrum style that Bill Burr has, or you would have gone through that fucking wall. Yeah. <laughs> Like I was just—I literally was just watching F is for Family, and every time I'm hearing him on on there, I'm like, I was gonna put you for that fucking wall. Just that's all I could think about was just all of a sudden him act like someone actually like taking you, like hoisting you by the back of the pants and by the shirt collar, just poof, right through the wall. Yeah, there's there's more than one occasion we probably should have gone through a wall. My uh, the, my dorm buddies, we were we were pretty wild and rambunctious. 
one dude would go through the halls and just randomly punch holes and he had a label maker that he kept in his back pocket he would just punch a hole in the wall type his name up and stick it on the hole (laughs) (laughs) on another note i got drugged once but it was all in good fun that was not me it was not him i just woke up in my car with it running at four in the morning and i had no idea oh don't I was say, don't worry. I had a band on called Soul Switch, and their first story was how their lead or their bassist chloroformed their lead singer and left him on the beach one night just because. Oh man, I like that idea. Thank you. Yeah, no, no. Why I'm did not. you give us that idea? Uh, I'm not. I'm not down. That's for that. great for a new video. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. That, that, that's gonna be your next music <laughs> video. Is why you guys get? This is a long time ago, and it was not a friend of mine. It just happened. Who's that band? Uh, Chunk? No, Captain Chunk. I saw an interview from them uh, recently from their first tour in Europe. Uh, they went out of the venue and they were like loading their gear or something like that. And they got mugged at the back of the venue and all their stuff got taken. And it was like their first international tour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God. That, that is definitely one way to start out. It's like, yeah, we're going to Europe. This is great. The first night we're there, we got mugged. All their stuff got stolen. Yeah. Well, well shit. Welcome to the new country, boys. I'm keeping the fanny pack. You got a weird up here, though. Yeah, yeah, but they wanted to find the blue line. There's white there. White shirt, weird up there. I mean, my question to that is: when they got mugged, did they have to do the truffle shuffle? Well, alrighty, let's see if we got one more and we'll see if you can break that, sir. Just because I know you're in the back right now in terms of just project loudly enough because I'm because you've spoken a couple times and it's been kind of hard to pick it up. I just want to make sure that everyone hears you nicely. All, all of mine just really consist of drunk nights. But uh, my name is Nate. I play drums and do some backings here in uh, Indiana. And uh, I, I used to like to get drunk at our local bars in Biloxi and uh, randomly just get lost. Like, they found me one night, and I was in downtown Biloxi somewhere, and they were like, uh, some of my friends pulled up, and they were like, we have been searching the whole town for you. Where, you, where have you been? And I was like, right here. And uh, they took me back, and then, yeah, I, I, it wasn't the first occasion, it wasn't the second occasion. Also, I had some friends that liked to take me to Waffle House when I was completely hammered. Um, and, uh, yeah, I had a playoff that I was completely sober because there was always cops in there. So, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much my stories. I just, I just got drunk and ended up <laughs> in various places all the time. Do you, I was gonna say, you sound exactly like one of my good friends, Jimmy, cause there've been times where this was back when we were in, when I was in my, I was in college, I visited my buddy at UW lacrosse and well, actually, no, I wasn't there that weekend for, I forgot what I was doing, but a bunch of my friends were there. And all of a sudden I heard the story about how my buddy, Jimmy, just, they were out one night drinking they lost him at a party. He had no idea where anybody was and ended up waking up, like blacking out, waking up without any pants on in a bush outside. <laughs> and then had to drunkenly stumble his way back to my buddy's girlfriend's uh, apartment without pants at like five in the morning. Wait, I'm sorry. Can I, I tell a story real quick? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. This guy will rename, he'll remain nameless. Um, he was first bass in my first band ever. Has a reputable business now, so I will not say his name. He was in a fraternity. I was trying to join that fraternity. So we're at a bar one night. Some guy mistakes him for someone else in another fraternity out in Baton Rouge. My friend gets snuck. 
Now this guy is about six. I'm about six foot. He's about six four. Like beard down, like you know, halfway down his chest. Like I mean, burly guy. And that dude sneaks him. He turns around, looks at me. He's like, "You!" And it was the scariest, most guttural scream I've ever heard. He takes one of those glass ashtrays, takes two steps, smashes the guy inside the head, and we're like, "Oh no." We got to get out of here because he just sent that guy to the just, ER at least. <laughs> so yeah, just murder. the next day we wake up at the frat house <laughs> and we're wondering where our friend is. And we thought we lost him. We walk outside. We hear some banging from the trunk. He got so scared after he did that, that he went and hid in the trunk because he thought that the cops were coming. <laughs> we rode with him all the way back. Like 45 minutes with him in the trunk. We didn't even know it until the next day he slept in there. No, we just knew we had to get the hell out of there. So I'm sorry. Yeah, I just had to add that one in. We were talking about drunken nights. I wasn't really drunk at all, actually. Just my friend got snuck, and we're all like, he's like, you. Boom. And I was like, oh, no, we got to get out of here, man. Nuh-uh. I've spent many, many. Don't hang out in Baton Rouge. Many, many nights asleep on the, uh, the, uh, uh, the kitchen table. Yeah, <laughs> I used to get drunk and sleep on the kitchen table too. Yeah. Most of my nights were always just just consisted of me. When I'm sober, I don't really do anything too wild. But then as soon as I get a little liquid courage, in, I'm like, let's take on the world. God damn it! I'm definitely I definitely want to drink with you guys at some point because holy shit! I, I feel like at that point though, I'm gonna end up in the trunk somewhere and just all of a sudden <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm gonna go live on Instagram like. I am going live on Instagram and be like, all right, the guys from Envision, we were partying. I have no idea what happened, but for some reason, I am in the trunk of their car. Everybody, <laughs> just so you guys know, I'm okay. I don't but know where they're taking me, but I'm okay. But the music sounds good. Yeah, that'll be me. But they're bumping great music, man. That's all that matters. <laughs> I'll be right back. But speaking of great music, that is why we're definitely here, because I do want to talk about your music and really where it all came from due to the fact that listening to it, especially the one song I really went deep into is probably your most popular song on Spotify right now, which is Showstopper. You definitely have that modern hard rock take with, and I think you guys had it on your Spotify with the casual romance with hip hop in your music as well. So how did yeah. that come up and how did that really become your sound? Um, I think this would be a me question. Uh, so if you go back a little bit further on our Spotify, you'll hear some songs that sound completely different than the stuff we released last year. And that is because Envision actually started out as a solo artist, which was me. Um, and I did like this weird rap, rock, EDM, kind of like all over the place kind of sound. Um, and then as I kept doing it, the sound started merging closer and closer together like all young artists do they have to find that sound um and then eventually it just kind of landed to where uh it's at now uh with just kind of dances with edm casual romance with hip-hop and the the root of it all is is hard rock but thinking about it, i mean that's definitely one way to go about it because as a, as a young band going through or a young artist going through it you're definitely going to have to try as many things as possible to find what you're comfortable with and what you really connect with to make your sound. And if you're going to create something that was just straight hard rock, I mean, yeah, that's cool and all. 
However, if it's not something that you're straight into, or if it's just something that you want to just create something that's a little bit different, so you stand out amongst the crowd, then you're going to want to try and include some different influences in there. Having a little bit of like a casual fling with hip hop and EDM and putting that into your music as well, especially within more of a hard rock base. I've seen that happen before, but it all depends upon the mix as well, where with you guys putting the mix in there, it's not necessarily as prevalent. It's a little bit of mix here, a little bit of mix there. It's not somewhere it's like a straight 50-50 shot. You're always varying the levels, of de- the degree levels of like, okay, it's maybe this track has like got mostly hard rock in there with like a, like that Salt Bay, like a sprinkle a little bit of uh, EDM here and there just yeah. to make something that's more unique to what you want to do. And that also gives you a different perspective with your sound because when you're, li- when you're listening to some th- certain things with hip hop, certain things with EDM, the, the way that they're constructed, they're going to bring out different emotions in your music than you would in hard rock in certain aspects. So you're able to marry both of those styles, marry them into each other. And all of a sudden you're able to create something that's going to have a different perception on emotion than something that'd be just like a straight hard rock track trying to match the same storytelling style. Absolutely. Except it's not married. It's a casual romance. <laughs> it's it's like a Tinder fling. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> I've got a feeling that's going to be like all of a sudden it's like, yeah, we're, we are Envision. We, we are modern hard rock band with a Tinder fling of EDM <laughs> and hip hop. Yeah, we, 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 we got them both on the side. Yeah. <laughs> we swiped right on hip hop. <laughs> but then swiped left on country because, ooh. Well, I don't wait, know no, if wait. you guys like country. Is I mean, uh, no, tell them your emo, like, why about country? Oh, yeah. I mean, country is, you know, it's kind of the same thing as, like, emo. It's just with acoustic guitars and, you know, that, that you know, country. Wait, what is it? It's emo. Country it's is emo, emo with acoustic guitars. Yeah, it's, it's, it's acoustic guitars and, and twang in the voice, and that's it. Same thing. Very major. I mean, you take any country song and you put a hard rock guitar on it, and it'll sound like an emo song. I kind of want to try that now just to see if I can like mix certain things in there, just like mash it up, like match, mash up whatever I can with some certain really popular country songs. I don't listen to any of it, so I have no idea what's popular at this given moment. Mix it with something more like, you know, AFI's December Underground, just something with the instrumentals there and yeah. see if it mixes. Yeah, I, I mean, we still want to figure it out. I love AFI. We, we, we have jokingly talked about doing a country rock cover, like just for, you know, just for giggles. <laughs> just because everyone would be like what <laughs> i want to cover bg songs to be honest with you <laughs> Cre- create your own version of like staying alive or how deep is your love yeah nights on broadway i mean it's a good baseline all on nights on broadway yeah just get a good baseline going there and then you can marry the styles you can put to get the styles together i mean if you have that consistent piece in there between one sound and the other then you can really branch off anywhere you want but you have that consistent connection there with that baseline you'll be fine Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. But then Alex, you gotta sing with like that Barry Gibbs style voice. You can really go just like that highest. Well, you can tell by the way I use my work and what it meant. Okay, now I probably sound like like a horrible like family guy rendition of Barry Gibb. That would that would be easier to sing than what we sing now. Like I don't I don't sing in falsetto. I sing like full voice and I'm I'm a bass. Like I was trained in bass, you know, so I'm singing like all these really high notes. To just hit falsetto and be done with it, that'd be easy. So I was playing drop A. I never played in anything below drop D before I joined this band. But his voice just works at drop A for some reason. So here we are. All right, then I gotta, all right, then Alex, I got to ask you this question. When it comes to 
playing or like tra- being trained more in like that bass kind of sound with your voice. However, having to play with a higher pitch style and more vocal style uh, with Envision, is there any challenge that has come with that? And how have you grown as a vocalist since having to do something like that? Uh, yeah, there's challenges. That <laughs> it's it's rough. Like when we were first starting to kind of pull some of these songs together, we'd be at rehearsal, we'd be practicing for like an hour, and by the end of it. I'd be like trying to hit the notes, but like just nothing was coming out. <laughs> um, so it was definitely like this kind of pushing point in the last year. And honestly, our producer, uh, Zach Keel, he's uh, at the flower shop in, um, well, he's in New Orleans now. He just moved. Um, but he did a lot to help and push me as vocalist and get me to that next level. And, he, you know, I would do something and he, 15 times and he would look at me and be like, nah, you can do better. Get back in there. Um, and that's really kind of what it took to kind of grow and challenge me and wrestle out, um, started learning how to scream like the right way. And, um, so now like when we do them live, so if my voice starts going out, I'm just going to just scream it. Like uh, pretty much if Zach says we suck, then we're doing good. That's how it is Zach. He's awesome. Yeah, he, he really, he's an amazing producer. He's taught me so much about modern rock guitar. Yeah, like, I went from playing guitar really well in English, now playing Chinese, German, whatever, Russian, you name it. Like, he's he's been very instrumental, you know, no pun intended, but intended, <laughs> you know. But he's done wonders for Alex, too, and just this band in general. Yeah, so that that's really it, is just, just making sure that I'm, I'm getting enough air uh, out to get those notes out because it takes a lot of force and having to maybe also put a little bit less energy on stage, which I'm still energetic, but I used to be just crazy and I needed to reserve some of that energy to have enough push to get those notes out. But you want to make sure you're able to maintain that energy on stage as well so that what you're trying to do with your performance is being translated to the audience so that they're picking up on that energy and they're matching that energy within the crowd as well. Cause then all of a sudden you guys just start feeding off each other's energy and everyone's going to be having a great time. The bands that are able to do that are the ones where when you see them live, you just remember them for a long period of time. I mean, when it comes to the concerts I've been to and the bands that I always remember seeing, it's the ones where their energy match the energy of the crowd and everyone's having a blast. So if you're able to still do that without with properly, you know, pushing all your vocals out without, you know, going too crazy and getting winded over the course of, or losing your voice over the course of a, uh, finding the happy medium. Exactly. Yeah. I'll give you an example of that. Like I tore some ligaments when I put a couple weeks ago, but Alex, though, it's funny when we get to practice, it's like, as soon as he starts singing, when we get into the showstopper, it's like, boom, like, I don't even care about the theme. It's like, I just start going at it. It's because of his energy. Alex's energy really drives us all forward. I mean, like, yeah, he's, I'm honored to work with a, a front man like him for sure. I'll I, say, I'll say this, put us, put, 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 put us up against any act that's doing shows right now. Any act. Yeah. I'll be, I'll master energy or I'll beat it. Yep. You will. I've got a couple of bands I'd like to see you go up against in terms of energy to see that are playing, they're still playing right now that I've seen beforehand or I've uh, interviewed beforehand to see if like kind of how you either match energy or try and beat them because one of them I've actually seen live and I'm just like, it was maybe a room of like 150, 200 people. And all of a sudden they got like a, they got a 30 person mosh pit going and, a, and it was a, 
and they're a Christian, they're like a Christian based band, but they play like that a day to remember sound where it's like part pop punk, part metalcore at the same time as well. And it's well, three, like, it's, it's crazy. And it's, it's three girls too. And I'm just like, I saw them, I'm like, already, and I've, I've known them before. So I'm like, okay, I've seen them first time. And they just went absolutely bonkers. And I'm just like, you just felt the energy. People are flying around. It was weird because I was like the biggest guy in the mosh pit. It's 6'1", 185 pounds. I'm just sending people left and right. I'm like, this feels weird. Where's the 275-pound guy to come smack me around? Where is this, man? So if, you're, I'll say, so if you guys ever get a chance to tour with a band's called GFM or Go Frank Since and Murray, if you get a chance to tour with them and go up against them, it just – I've hoped I hope to God I'll put it this way that you can try that you could be able to match that energy because if you did, then their crowd would instantly also like become your crowd at the same time as well. Bet. Yeah. Right. That's that. a challenge. Yeah. All right, guys. Challenge you, if they end up watching this, make sure that you uh, hit up James Cripps at Blinding Eye Entertainment. Let's get working together. Yep. Let's do it. I'm, I'm, I know they I know they peek around some of my stuff every now and again. I've had him on the podcast a couple of times as well, so. You never know. They might just do that. We'll, we'll see what happens. Let's see. Let's yeah. see. But one thing yeah. I want to mention, too, was when you're talking about your producer being someone that's constantly pushing you to learn new things and also pushing you to be better than you think you can be. That's the kind of guy you want in your corner when it comes to producing your music due to the fact that when that time comes where you're constantly in the studio, you're constantly working on something, and you might just get to that point where you're just exhausting. Like, I don't think I can go anymore. That guy's going to look and be like, no. You can do better. You can go more. And you're just going to get the energy from that because they're just demanding that they know what you can pr- provide and they want to get that out of you. Those are the people yeah. you really want to work with in the end. Yeah, absolutely. We're very lucky to work with Zach. I've, I've gotten mad in the vocal booth a couple times. He has. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but, but if I'm saying sharp, white, sharp, white, no, he's I'm like, just, I don't need to hear that. No, I know. I'm just messing with you. But no, yeah, like. Zach pushed them hard, but he gets a good product. A great product, actually. I'll say, in listening to the music as well, it definitely does come out in there as well. When you're listening to music, especially from bands that are upcoming in, in the scene right now, one thing that's always going to be prevalent is the quality of the music that's coming out there. And if you're working with a producer that's constantly trying to push you for your best, that quality is going to end up showing up somewhere down the line, whether it's right away or whether it's after a couple of, a couple of songs. Do the fact that, okay, if you just start working with them, you're not necessarily might be comfortable with their style. So you might have to just get, adjust to it for a while. And it seems like you guys have got that perfect balance going where all of a sudden, you know, you might get pushed a little too far. You might get in a little bit of a shouting match, but it's all going to be for the best of the band. And it's going to end up becoming something like Showstopper where all of a sudden people are going to listen and be like, uh, yeah, we got to check out Envision a lot more now. All right, let's go through the rest of the discography. Okay, put it on the car. We're driving a whole three-hour drive. We're just going to listen to everything they have. Let's go. It's my band, and I do that. <laughs> Constantly. Yeah, I, I like our music. I've, I've yeah. definitely listened to all of it properly a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, now i got to ask. What, what was that? I call it band practice. <laughs> I really listen to it, so. All right, now i got to ask you guys this question. Cause it's something that I've been thinking about pretty much the whole entire day around this. And it's all regarding to taking a look at some of the influences that pop and hip hop have had in rock and metal, especially in the year 2000, where you saw MGK come out with the whole pop punk tra- uh, album with Tickets to My Downfall. You had Youngblood come in on a Bring Me the Horizon track. You had Halsey kind of dip in it with some of that with 
MGK. You saw the stuff with Miley Cyrus where she wants to do a whole like Metallica cover album. So you're starting to see some of those pop, more pop influence and hip hop influence artists kind of foray into some of the rock, the more rock styles, even some of the metal styles as well with Youngblood. So with your sound kind of having that casual Tinder fling with some EDM and with some hip hop tracks, do you think that your music can really take off in 2021, especially within the younger crowd, the more hip hop and pop oriented crowd, given the fact that we're starting to see some more artists from pop and hip hop foray into some rock and metal influences? I mean, uh, I've been planning where we're at now for the last three years. So, hey, we're in vision. That's what we are. And yeah, just they're going to like it. <laughs> I just played bass. <laughs> yeah, I, I, so I, I guess I. <laughs> yeah, we're waiting for him to kind of answer that. I, I guess what I, what I would say is that, you know, this is something that I foresaw happening with the direction of different genres marrying together. And that's why I was heading towards this direction uh, more successfully now than I had in my past. But uh, yeah, absolutely. As long as we, it, all it takes is one right ear. The, the right ear can put us in the right spot um, because that ear would tell somebody else, tell somebody else, tell somebody else. Uh, but I think that we can compete with anything that's out there right now. I think you guys definitely could as well. And the reason I asked that question is just because of course, seeing all the stuff that's happening right now and stuff that happened in 2020 with the emergence of like, especially with MGK's album, just seeing how some of the younger kids are start, especially younger generation, like my little cousin who's 14 years old, was really starting to get into MGK's pop punk album. Like, oh shoot, okay, now he's starting to listen to some good music. All right, let's go. I was kind of right. happy about that. So starting like, to see- Let me introduce you to 15 albums of 1.82. <laughs> that's pretty much what i did when we were because last time i saw him he was like oh yeah you got anything more for me i'm like well what do you want to listen to pop punk but i want something that's got more mix and that's harder i'm like do you want something that's a little bit more unknown or something that's a little bit more known he's like let's start out with the known stuff first i'm like all right have fun with the day to remember see where that goes yeah. <laughs> all yeah. of a sudden i get a text from him there's a lot of it i like but there's something where i'm like he's like oh it's just a little too hard i'm like don't worry you'll get there yeah but i remember Whenever I was like 12, was the first time I was introduced to Under Oath. And um, I, I think it defined the great line had just come out. And uh, yeah, it's a beautiful album. It's probably, uh, it's either my favorite or my second favorite. It's that and they're only chasing safety. But when that came out and I first heard it, I played about 10 seconds of it. And I was like, whoa, 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 that's scary. But then, you know. <laughs> Two years later, uh, or three years later, I saw him in concert and knew every word. So, you know, <laughs> it's crazy how that music will change. Oh, absolutely. That same thing happened with me in 2019, where I didn't want to listen to anything that had, like, unclean screams in it. All of a sudden, someone said, hey, listen to Motionless and White. Okay, listen to Voice. I'm like, that didn't really have many unclean screams in there. All right, let's go into some more of this stuff. This was in January 2019, and then I saw them live three months later. And it was had an absolute blast. And then I just jumped into metalcore right after that. I'm like, holy shit, this is awesome. So over time, that does happen. However, it does take time to get to that point. But where you guys are with your sound, it's definitely on that first wave where all of a sudden kids are going to start listening to stuff that has more of that mix between some things with hip hop, something with EDM, with rock and, and metal as well. And where you guys have that sound, you guys are definitely in that spot for 2021 and potentially 2022, depending upon how how well 2021 goes in terms of 
that carryover from the emergence of more hip hop and pop artists really jumping into some more rock and metal stuff. And I do have to commend you, Alex, on that one, because saying that you kind of were looking at this a little bit earlier on and kind of planning for something like this, really taking a look at where attention was going within the rock and metal scene. Now, also with the hip hop and pop scene, seeing where those potential marriages and potential mixes could come in and being in a position to take full advantage of that when that happened, that takes an incredible amount of foresight. So Holy shit, you should be proud of yourself for that one, man. Yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. One thing you have to check out after we get done with this is our song Perception. Uh, we actually collaborated with two different rappers on that, and I'm only singing the hooks, and they've got the verses. Uh, it's uh, Greg Hartley, who actually does a lot of our tour photography as well. Um, he's a 19-year-old rapper from South Mississippi that is just a really good friend of all of ours, but... Uh, we got him on the song, and then uh, Saki Boy Theory um, out of New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, we we know him through the Vibers that uh, handle our distribution, um, and we got both of them on there, and they both killed their parts and did an amazing job. But bringing something like that kind of a mix in there, I mean, that's going to end up being one thing where another thing where people that are more in that hip hop and pop realm are going to end up listening to something like that and getting a little bit more of what they like in there, but then also hearing you sing the hooks, hear a bit more of that hard rock instrumentation in there as well, and really start to want to foray more into rock and metal due to that fact. So it's right. definitely a smart move. And I, you have seen a lot, you have seen other artists potentially do stuff like this, especially 2019, 2020. You saw I Prevail do this with their Dan Arrival uh, remix, whatever, God Who the Rapper was they put in there for the uh, first Joyner Lucas. That's it. I, can't, I couldn't remember for the life of me. And then you've also seen other artists that could potentially do it on their own, like Ronnie Radke do with Popular Monster, just kind of marrying all those different styles, put them into one, and seeing how well something like that worked out, where, again, you're not going to want to always force that in there, but if it's a song that feels natural, but you're building on that you want to include something like that in there, by all means, go for it, because it could be the thing that really hits with not only the fans of rock and metal and the fans that you already have, but also with the new fans with a different genre as well. So then you're bringing in more fans, you're diversifying your fan base in terms of overall musical influence that they have. So then all of a sudden you're going to be in many different ears at that point. And it all depends upon is who are these people going to tell about your music? Who are they going to play it for? And then how is that going to end up becoming like kind of like a virus in a way where all of a sudden it's like, it's going to just keep bouncing from one person to the next. And all of a sudden the world's going to be infected by envision. Yes. Change our name to uh, COVID. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you did that, you definitely would get a lot of hits right away, but you also would be like, oh, no, we don't want to go anywhere near this. <laughs> We're very contagious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine if you guys renamed yourself COVID and all of a sudden your hit single was Contagious? <laughs> all right we've got our plan for 2022 were you a gophers fan is that minnesota yeah that's where i went to school awesome i went to lsu but i'm a gophers fan i don't like the big 10 too much i don't like ohio state and all of a sudden no one I, likes ohio state except for ohio so, state <laughs> <laughs> no for ohio podcast great podcast by the way my good ones that Mystery 51 at Chicago, LA. I know this Midwest podcast, man, but yeah, I knew that Google. I, I like the Google. I'm, like, well, I'm glad you said that because I'm sitting here thinking, I was like, is that a nothing more? <laughs> uh, I know I'm over there. Man. <laughs>
No, if it, it was looks a- really similar to Nothing More's uh, M that they have. Oh, now, now, now that I look at it, it doesn't, but it did a second ago. It probably all depend upon like how the sweatshirt was like, like yeah. folded in or something like that. But not no, I knew from the beginning. Exactly okay. what it was. We're just gonna we're just gonna leave it like this for now, so everyone knows. I'm just gonna well, yeah, the microphone's okay. kind of blocking us up. Yeah, there we go. That's better. I, oh, I have to sit a little yeah. awkwardly though, but eh. don't move. Don't move. No. Yeah. There wait. You go. <laughs> wait. Shit. Yep. Perfect. I gotta move the little hood strings. Okay. Now I gotta stay like this for the rest of the episode. Then when I'm done, I won't be able to move. It'll be great. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna need to call. I'm gonna need to call Life Alert and try and get him to help. Be like, help! I'm stuck. <laughs> help! I've fallen and I can't raise my lower my arms. <laughs> Wait, no, it's copyright. We can't save. Oh, like well, I messed it up anyway. anyway so it's yeah, fine. yeah. It's, and it was just me saying the other half. So all right, we're good. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't worry about. <laughs> no, I'm, I mean, honestly, I've kind of thought about that at one point where if I should take, I should take something like that to a concert just because, hey, you know, especially the concerts I like, I like to go to. Especially anything with rock or metal, there's gonna probably be a mosh pit involved. I'm gonna probably get knocked down because you imagine like, help! I fall and I can't get up. Where are you, sir? In a mosh pit? Oh wait, ten people are helping me up. We're good. I probably get kicked off the service really quickly. Yeah, that already song. Speaking of metal shows, I have a story that I cannot tell on here, but if you ever want to get in touch with me personally, I will tell you that story. But I will not have that story on here, and it's about a metal show. Fair enough, they, but I do... They don't even know this story, but I'm not going to tell it on here. Fair Anyways. enough. However, I do want to hear that story at some point, because... I mean, I have, I have my stories where all of a sudden, like, I've gotten hit in the face multiple times, almost broke my nose from someone t- doing a flying elbow right into my face, uh, <laughs> massive cut right, like, that should have basically cut my eye wide open, but it was just a little bit above, and then I spent the rest of the show with a bunch of paper towels stuffed in my eye, took a piece of someone's flannel shirt, just ripped off a piece of it, tied around my eye, I looked like a pirate. Nice. Nice. Good job. So if you guys are if you guys are playing a live show and all of a sudden you see some random guy that looks like a pirate for some random reason or like just looks like he lost an eye, it's gonna end up being me. That's our basis. Yeah. Hey, then we'll match. Perfect. Yeah, it's my aesthetic apparently. My wife gives me crap about it all the time. So what you wearing today? You have more jewelry, more eyeliner? I'm just bougie. It's like we're more eyeliner. We're not making an emo track here. Come on, what is it, 2006? Well, we all wear show makeup except for him. I uh, yeah. I'm not against it. I just prefer not to. He's just naturally beautiful without it. Yes, I think it's pretty good. He's he's the pretty great eyelashes, by the way. (laughs) No need for fake ones. No need for that. Just a little bit more of that flutterness. Just he's already got it. I can flutter my eyes good. I can flutter them really fast. Yeah, when you start doing eyeshadow and stuff, and you like notice like some of the things you have to do with it. So like, I'll be at work, and some girl will have her eyeshadow on fleek, and I'll be like, "Girl, I love the way you did uh, makeup. Looks good." <laughs> awesome. There's nothing where I wanted the pre shows and stuff, and like if you're setting up and doing a makeup and you know out in the, the public and stuff. Look how the audience is walking by and seeing us. I went to see the mirrors, like, get my eyelashes. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a nice thing to see for a band. So I'm not going to yeah. lie, if I saw you guys doing that and walk by and be like, what the hell are they actually doing? 
And he would see me doing the sound check, and I'm like, what are you doing, guys? We need to make sure we sound good. You know, like that. No, so I, that's I, I handle that before <laughs> I, I start the show. Before I show up. <laughs> you nah, he does, does, does that before good. he gets fully prepared to go on stage and make people lose their minds with Envision music. That's the real thing. Yeah. He's yes. a good singer. He's got to. Yeah, he sound checks well. Well, I mean, that, I mean, I mean, just like Showstopper, you got to be the Showstopper. Yeah, there we are. I, I, I felt like I had to put in some weird random plug right there. And I'm like, how am I going to put this in there? And I did it as awkwardly as possible. So, woo! Oh, yeah. Well, no, it's it's okay. We, I think we a couple of times we came up with, we named all of our songs in like two sentences and used puns for all of them. It was oh, great. Last Love Cross. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We make, so Last Goodbyes is one of our songs and he calls it Last Large Prize. <laughs> Hey, if you can go, if you can go on stage and just have some fun with your songs, I mean, that's really what matters because everyone's getting to picking up on that energy and just have a good time. Yes, for sure. He, I know he definitely gives me energy. Like I won't feel like playing. We'll do these early uh, practices, rehearsals. By the time we get in the showstopper, it's like, all right, I'm good now, and I'm like banging my head and hurting myself, you know, pretty much. But that's why we always start with, it. and that's why, yeah. We need Alex. Alex is the energy, you know, and then we have Nate back there to double up that energy. It's nice. It's nice having some energetic guys in the band. As I yawn. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We did just go through like seven sets in a row, so, yeah. Hey, you guys got a practice mix perfect, man. You got to make sure you're ready to go. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I'll say, yeah, especially, especially during a time when not a lot of people are going out and touring, especially because a lot of, especially a lot of your bigger bands, because they're being playing bigger venues that can't hold the capacity during uh, COVID times and the places that, the places that can, they like, it's like, oh no, I don't want to play there. But the people that love music, they're going to want to go out and go see it no matter what. So with you guys filling that space, they're going to want to go and see you. So you're going to want to practice as much as possible so that when you get on stage at that point, you're going to be ready to go and you're going to put on a show that they're going to remember because they've been lacking so much live music in their lives for the past, what, almost a year at this point? Yeah. yeah. We've, we've got an amazing show planned. Um, I, I not only do like, I, you know, do songwriting stuff, but I also dabble in a lot of uh, graphic design and video editing and stuff like that. And, um, I don't know when this podcast is going to be dropping, but if we are still, uh, Tours because I think our last show day right now is in April. Uh, no, May. It's in May that we have scheduled right now. And if we are still doing shows like this, you know, we I took uh, the backing tracks that we have and we play live, and I tuned them to uh, video visuals and uh, storylines and random flashing cool images. Like one of them is just during "She Said," which is a song we wrote about uh, the aftermath of sexual assault. Uh, there's a part in there it's where it says like water runs from the shower head never uh <clears throat> doesn't seem to shake the stench of him and like right after that it has like these red chains that are just kind of twirling around and everything and it's yeah it's it's cool it's intense holy shit well where are you guys all i, I mean but because well, if you guys are playing up shows up until like late april early may yeah this podcast will definitely come out before that happens so you guys will definitely be still playing live music by the time this comes out so now i gotta ask you this where, the, where are you guys playing live music at? Because if you're going to have this attention to detail within your shows, I kind of want to make sure I go see it at some point. If it, As long as, you know, 
I don't have to, as long as it's, you know, somewhat viable. And by somewhat viable, I mean like, you know, five, six hours away. Right. Uh, so Man, you travel that far for us. Thank you. I very appreciate it. Hey man, I've traveled three and a half hours in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, Wisconsin to see two bands I've had in the podcast before. And I had an absolute blast. Maybe not on the ride home though, because it was raining and I didn't get home till like one thirty-two in the morning, but was it worth it? Fuck yeah, it was worth it. <laughs> hey, yeah. Enjoy the journey. That's all right. Uh, tell you what, man, if you come out to a show of us, we, we got you. Any t-shirt off our table. We, we got you. Well, before I ask you the next question, I always, I usually do this at the end, but if that's the case, then I got to add you guys to this list that I have for the podcast where it's. The bands that I've absolutely loved to have on the podcast, I love to have every band on the podcast, but there's always some specifically that always end up, I always remember remembering no matter what. And I always make a promise on this case. And it's always when I see you guys live for the first time, because it's not an if, it's a when. And after hearing those crazy stories as well, especially from, I mean, any of you guys, but mostly Nate on the back end with all the crazy drunken stories. But um, I usually like to do this though. First round's on me. Oh, Dan, I'm allergic to alcohol, so I'm just going to drink my milk. <laughs> that, that, that's fine. I can get you some milk. Dirty glass. Not AJ or OJ, so that's fine. That's, that's, that's totally fine. I mean, I'll probably end up in the trunk anyway, but when it comes down to the – when it oh. comes down, so, where, so where are you guys playing these live shows over the next couple of months? Um, we'll be in uh, Tampa, Florida, and Longwood, Florida this Friday and Saturday. Then we'll be back home in Ocean Springs, Mississippi. Um, then in March, we'll be in Pasigula, Mississippi, Port Natchez, Texas, then Corpus Christi. Uh, and then later on, we have a run in Dallas, Amarillo, and Oklahoma City. And then we're back in Mississippi. Alrighty, so note to self, if, I'm in, if I end up going to visit my cousin in Texas sometime in April, that's going to be the time when I get to go see you guys, but... That'll be up in the air at this point because I literally have no idea what the hell's going on when it comes to travel plans or anything like that. Right? Especially that far out ahead. Yeah. 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 But now first, that I. First week of April. We're actually be on the road April 1st. I'm not sure how I feel about that. But... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, you're bound to end up having something crazy happen on April 1st. Just make sure it doesn't involve a couple of people unwillingly in the trunk of a car or a van. Right. Yeah. Unless it's me. Or yeah, you. <laughs> unless unless it's one of you guys that you just stuck back there because you know why not and all of a sudden they're like passed out they're gonna end up waking up and all of a sudden in this really weird position they're gonna try and get out but it's like a you guys set them up like a tetra style thing so <laughs> kind of stuck just like legs flat out it, arms like this i i do not go in trunks and avoid anything we're gonna put seatbelts back there <laughs> so no one ends up in jail. yeah i just can't believe that make sure, make, that hilarious. make sure the spare tire is back there too Cops will check for a spare tire. When when I was uh when I was in high school, my friend had a covered truck bed, and uh, we would joke around like we would do all kinds of crazy stuff. Like he'd roll down the windows, and I put my arms in between and drop uh, stand on the ledge things around the side of there, and like drive down the road forty five miles an hour, fifty miles an hour like that. But one time he put me in the trunk of the covered truck bed, and he was just stopping on the brakes, stomping on the brakes, stomping on the brakes, and all of a sudden one time. And he, he pushes me and I start yelling, stop, because I feel this pressure in my back. And I'm like, what is that? How it hurts to move. And I'm thinking this is a truck. And I'm like, 
oh my god there's a crowbar in my back and like i'm like <laughs> thinking that i'm gonna die so i'm just like banging on everything and then they finally pull over into a wind dixie parking lot and i just so stood straight up which is not the good thing to do either you know i probably should just lay down there and waited for medical help it wasn't a crowbar it was a knitting needle because he was learning how to knit and it went in about an inch and a half into my back and I stand up and it sits up with me and it's just sticking out of my back. So he does the responsible safe thing and he comes up and he goes, oh, that doesn't look good. <laughs> and he rips it out. Maybe he's putting acupuncture, man. Oh, I couldn't see for about two and a half hours. Like it was, it was kind of close to my spine and like my vision was blacked out. So no trunks for me. <laughs> The, oh dear God! Yeah, definitely don't want to have you in a trunk, especially after that. But PTSD. But, <laughs> That's like and Jones with snakes. Yeah, and the kingdom of the crystal skull. Yeah, I won't get into that one. But you know. Oh God. <laughs> so now I know what uh, it's like. That guy that, on that that YouTube video, famous video, where they he's, his worst fear was being buried alive. So he got really drunk. They put him on the table and put a box over him. He knocked on the box. He wakes up. And once he realized that he's in a dark, closed face, he just starts screaming. So now I know I can put Alex in a truck just with a box of closed knitting needles. And like, oh, man, he shouldn't have told me this. You had to play that Kill Bill. Uh, We're about to be on the road together a lot. So. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Vision will be looking for a new vocalist soon. So. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, we can go that route, too. I just you know, want to be the nice, humble guy that okay. I'm going to take the ball there. No, no, no. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> or you could always just like April 1st to come around all of a sudden, you know, Alex wake up, he'll be looking around for some, all of a sudden everything he grabs is going to be a knitting needle. Just <laughs> that's like, it's going to be it's April fool's total horror show gimmick right there. I mean, it could work. As, as long as we get it on video, you know, anything for the fans, I'll do it for you. And then if it, if it came to that the buried alive prank, you'd probably be like, eh, this is nothing. Until you felt the knitting needle, then you'd probably be like, get me the fuck out of here! Yeah, <laughs> come through the box. Oh, God. That's <laughs> You're buried alive. Knitting needles through the box. Oh, dear God. I've got a feeling there's going to be end up... Now, because of this, there's going to be end up something in your next music video that details knitting needles <laughs> just everywhere at some point. Like, a room just filled with them. I yeah, mean, in the Showstopper video, we had, you know, freaking cinder blocks strapped around my legs. <laughs> People are on the beach, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People took pictures, apparently. Yeah, we we got some rope and in, in uh, strapped like like almost like mafia style, like strapped uh, cinder blocks around my legs, and I like carried them into the water at the end of the video. What <laughs> shallow? He just tripped. <laughs> I mean, they were they were getting ready for you to go sleeping with the fishes. Yeah, That's yeah, I was making myself sleep with a bit. If you haven't seen the video, I'll definitely check it out. It's it's kind of funny and kind of kind of fun. You know, a little bit of everything. Oh, yeah, the slap is real. It was the hottest video we ever shot. It was literally hot. It was like 100 degrees with like 100% humidity. I um, almost had a heat stroke. Yeah, like I don't know how none of us got a heat stroke because it was pretty uh, intense. And I, I watched that video too, and it was you guys are pretty much like morally, mostly, mostly like dressed up in you know yeah. clothes that are <laughs> definitely that more suitable for uh, a three piece suit. He's in a velvet jacket, and it's like literally a hundred degrees, hundred percent humidity. Literally, it was just oh, it was miserable, absolutely miserable. However, jumping in the water, that felt pretty good. <laughs> 
That shit did. I was like, now I know exactly why you put the cinder blocks in there. It's like, why did you do that? No, I just wanted to go in the water, man. That's pretty yeah. much it. Make sure I stay well, there. originally <laughs> what we were going to do is I was actually going to get the cinder blocks and like have a paramedic on standby with us and like jump off one of the piers. But then I was like, okay, but like, I mean, that'd be cool. And no one's done that. But like, you know, what if I die? Yeah. We got a jumper. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, it became legendary though. Yeah, I was really that committed to the video. I was buying the ropes and the cinder blocks at like Home Depot, and I was <laughs> looking at the, the cashier, and I was just like, "It's not what it looks like." Like, please don't call the cops on me. Like, it's, it's true story. It's coming to that, think about it, though, if you would have actually done that, like jumped off a pier with that, that definitely would have been something of that gigantic holy shit moment. <laughs> yeah, but I I definitely do understand where you don't want to end up doing that. Then all of a sudden the paramedic has a little bit of trouble, or the diver has a little bit of trouble trying to get the ropes <laughs> off of you, and then bad things could potentially happen. I totally understand not wanting to take that risk. Like we want to be famous, but like not famous on a thousand ways to die. You know, yeah. like that. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. However, I, I always had watched that show when I was in high school, so it would have been it would been kind of interesting to see a band that I've interviewed before on the show for some random reason. <laughs> No, if you hopefully got us. If that had happened, you would, I wouldn't have been on your show. But I can see the headline now and be like, the music video that was a total showstopper. Yeah, we would have had you like, replaced by now. You would have been replaced by now. You would have been on like on the Darwin Awards. This guy tried to make a music video to, you know, to make it famous. I mean, this video that we did for one of my old songs, No Tears, we literally shot part of the video in the middle of a hurricane on a roof. <laughs> Dear God, what was that like? Just because was there a lot of we like, the winds absolutely crazy, or what was that? I gotta ask, just because that just seems like both an incredibly crazy and very not very well thought out plan. However, also at the same time, totally awesome and could potentially be very well thought out if it's like, holy shit, we filmed this during a freaking hurricane. Yeah, it was cool. Um, the what ultimately ended up happening is is that. Um, the camera angles were kind of off here and there. That just kind of went into the vault of time kind of thing as we moved on into uh, better music and some more thought out visuals. It's a great idea. Honestly, the wind wasn't strong enough for you to really get the effect. I was kind of hoping that, you know, I would have almost been blown off the roof kind of thing singing, but you know, it's, it's fine. It sounds cool though. Hey, we shot a music video in a hurricane. Yeah. You just got, you guys got to use that and be like, Hey, you wanna know how crazy we are? Oh, you had oh Oz, you put the head off a bat? Well we shot a video during a hurricane. Who wins yeah. now? Yeah. Well I did bite the head off that angle in that time. Right. South Park fans now. Uh, Wait, whoa. what was that? What I was that again? The pangolin. Never mind. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about now. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, I gotta think about oh yeah, I remember that episode yeah. now. Because ah, no one knows what a pangolin is unless you watch that episode of South Park. Well, pang pangolin, that's like the little scale creature that's in like Pangolia, right? China. Yeah, yeah that was oh. the one they... Do it. Crazy. Yeah, that was the one they did the whole entire, like, the animal they took uh, as the base for the whole entire uh, coronavirus episode, right? Yeah, exactly. The pandemic special, yeah. Oh. Where it wasn't a bat, it was a pangolin. Oh, yeah, yeah and then that. and at the end, Mister Garrison just ends up lighting it on fire with a with a uh, flamethrower and just says, "Oh yeah, big <laughs> yeah. election coming up." 
big election. <laughs> yeah, it was humanity's only hope. Like, sorry, spoiler alert. Oh, wait, it's too late for that. <laughs> it's, it's too late for that. that. That episode came out, what, September of 2020? Yeah, like, spoiler alerts, like, don't matter anymore. So, sorry. But not sorry. You should have watched by now. <laughs> yeah, this, the, I'll say the statute limitations for spoilers have definitely passed on that episode. Yes, definitely. Thank you. And so you're, you're definitely all right with there. So one thing I do want to talk about a little bit more in detail for so everyone gets a little bit of a taste of it is Showstopper because, of course, you're mo- probably probably your most well-known track at this point. And what you said, like when you co- when it comes to live shows, starting out that track because it does have that energetic vibe. You're you're setting you're setting yourself up for a highly energetic show at that point, and something that's really going to engage the fans in there. So I do have to also commend you on that aspect because nothing's more bo- boring than a show that starts out really low and tries to build up there because people aren't going to be engaged with it. You got to hit them right away, and if you're going to be able to do that, Showstopper is definitely a track where you can do that. So I got to commend you on that one. Well, whoever came up with that idea, pretty smart guy. Oh, that guy right there. <laughs> no, sure. I, was, I was hoping it was going to be – I thought it was actually going to be Nate on this one because you were looking back and I'm like, oh, shoot, he's actually got some good ideas outside of that. <laughs> Damn. Hey, great all. ideas, all right? You just don't even know. <laughs> I don't get any type of creative freedom in the band. Whoa. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I probably found my home with this band. I put it that way. Like it took long enough, but I finally found that band that I can say that I truly feel at home with now. And not just because we all like Star Wars. That's true. That's true. No Star Trek here. Understandable. I talk about Showstopper, but you know we're going to Tampa, and you know it's only an hour away from Tampa. Orlando where we're going so you know where we're going before these two shows this weekend <laughs> we're going to Disney World <laughs> I was expecting that I mean well, actually, what we're, I mean you kind of have to at this point yeah especially with Galaxy's Edge just being opened up a couple of them were talking about going in there and building their own lightsaber and yeah we're gonna go visit the cantina all that jazz which really I'm Honestly, I'm so excited about it. I'm like, I'm excited about these shows, but I'm so excited for Star Wars. We might just cancel the shows at the last minute just to say, you know, just go to another day at Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, we'll just go go back. (laughs) Well, I did hurt my foot. I guess we did. No, we saw the yeah, we saw we saw the yeah. Never mind. Okay. Well, that's. That's one thing that actually kind of stands out to me amongst your band than some of the rest, is just because. You guys are all, su- it seems like I was super excited to go on these shows and go on travel and then go to Orlando and all go to Star Wars land together as a band, go to Galaxy's Edge and potentially build your own lightsaber, you know, have a couple drinks at the cantina. I don't think they do the alcoholic drinks there. If you go to Disney Springs, though, there was one time, I think was, yeah, this was two years ago, my dad and I were down in uh, Daytona for the 500, but he had cousin, his cousins, they had a summer home in, or a winter home, I should say, in Kissimmee. They're like, yeah, we're going to go to Disney Springs. Let's just hang out. We'll have a good time. Like, okay, we'll see what happens there. Drink after drink after drink after drink after drink, and I get to see all the parents freaking out and being really angry at us because they were trying to control their wild kids while we have a drink in our hand just watching like, uh. (laughs) So so that's definitely one thing you guys can do too is like you're going to be at Galaxy that you're going to be having a blast. You're going to see some parents with their kids, and the kids are going to be running around. These parents are going to be like super stressed out, and you're going to be sitting there thinking, 
oh, we did this right. <laughs> Pretty much. I definitely want to, um, my, my kid is about four years old, so I definitely want to go back when he gets a little bit older so I can experience it the wrong way, but yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that definitely does make sense, too, but... When it comes down to another thing is the fact that all four of you are going, it's just, it speaks to the chemistry that the band has as well. Cause there's, you hear plenty of stories about a lot of famous bands where it's like, yeah, the band members are there, but they don't get along with each other. The fact that you guys are all super excited to go to galaxy's edge and do all this crazy fun stuff. there, kind of like be kids again, because who the hell doesn't want to do that at some point that just speaks right. to the chemistry that you guys have as a band. So if anyone's wondering, it's like, Oh, does this band flow really well together? The answer is, ungodly yes yes they do no we 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 have each other's back like we're brothers we wouldn't be in this band together if we weren't plain and simple like i mean i was almost tears earlier just talking about how much this band just means to me and just being part of it they were thinking that being a band again at 33 if i put that all behind me but just alex's words and she said spoke so you know strongly to me that i was like well now i have to be part of that you know and uh yeah like these guys have just done the world for me and as far as i feel like i'm part of a family in in yeah we are we're excited we're excited to tour together and i know we're gonna have our spats and i mean alex got into an eight minute argument about t signatures like a couple weeks ago but you know it's cool <laughs> we were good after that like it's fine you know it happens <laughs> but we love each other man like we're just yeah we're, just, we're boys like we're brothers and we're looking forward to the experiences that we're gonna have together yeah, I wonder why all get drunk, but I'm starting to babysit me in business. I'm now even more excited. That's good. Did you hear that? Yeah, I did yeah. hear that. I'm like, okay, you guys are talking about Star Wars. It literally sounded like, I mean, the Millennium Falcon <laughs> doors open at that point. I'm like, holy shit, did we just like talk this into existence at this point? So we're, we're practicing in this uh, old building um, that is currently a teen center. Uh, my band in high school played here for a couple of times. Uh, we played the benefit concert for uh, a band member that passed away on this stage right here in my senior year. Uh, and um, it's a different owner now, but they have like a church service here and a couple of things like that that go on. And uh, I just asked them like, hey, we're about to go on tour. You know, you know me, I've performed there before a couple of times. Can we use your spot? And he was like, yeah, come get a key. So. So we're, we're here just chilling, hanging out, but it is a very old building, which may produce some very creepy Star Wars-like sounds every now and then. But it's those old buildings, too, that just have the character behind them that kind of gives a little bit more of that creative inspiration as well. Because one of my, my favorite venue to go to here in Milwaukee, I mean, it's supposedly haunted. There's like There was a janitor that died, and there was a kid that died in the haunted pool. And apparently they tell all the stories about, yeah, there's just sometimes like like random like objects will start rolling across the floor with with if you're the only person in there i'm like oh shit it's pretty cool <laughs> and during halloween time it's like yeah they're not they, there's no shows going on there so they let people walk around like you paid a certain fee and all of a sudden okay you can walk around with a flashlight and just explore the whole entire place and i'm like i'm finding all the haunted places Wee! <laughs> so if you ever so if you guys ever come to milwaukee make sure you play the rave that's all i can say Sounds good. If we come to Milwaukee, we'll we'll make sure we hit you up. I keep hearing weird sounds back there too. Oh my god, I'm bringing up if, if you're if the building you're in is haunted too. I think I'm bringing up the ghosts. That's yeah. uh, yep, yep. That's it. That's what's happening. Yep. It's the ghosts of bands past that have performed here before and are no longer around. <laughs>
is going to be crazy. Subwoofers in uh, hip hop past, actually. Yeah, that, that was our side chick trying to show her face. <laughs> it was hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, God, yeah. I said I'll talk to you later. <laughs> we're busy right now. We'll talk to you when we're done here. But one thing I do want to add to that is one thing that Kevin said when you guys were talking about just the fact that you felt like you're at home with this band, that you were like a family with this band. And even though you've had, sometimes you'll have arguments over some things that at the end of the day, it's going to end up being like the arguments are going to be constructive. And the end of the day, you're still going to be on that good saying with each other, no matter what, you're still going to care about each other. You're still going to have each other's backs every single step of the way. And that speaks a lot again to the fact that you guys have that incredible chemistry and when bands have that incredible kind of chemistry, that's when a lot of things really start to flow. That's when a lot of trust is there in the songwriting process in the production process in the performance process as well. So that everything seems to flow. That energy is perfectly there. And again, people in the crowd and people listening to it are going to figure that out. They're going to be able to really feed off of that energy, really be able to feed off of that chemistry as well. And that's going to be something that's going to really attract them to Envision overall. So Having that is, I mean, one of the biggest assets you can have in the music industry. Oh yeah, for sure, absolutely. So whatever you got, whatever you guys do, do not lose that chemistry. And if for some reason you feel like you are, just remember, you guys are all brothers in this. You guys are family in this. Sometimes families fight. Closer. Exactly. Closer. Yeah, closer to punching your lights out. No, I'm just kidding. You almost hit me in the showstopper video. Yeah. He's like, are you going to punch me? I was like, are you going to punch me? Kind of reared back at each other at one point. Yeah, we got, it was the, it was hot, and we got yeah. just like a little bit too into it, and I almost swung on him, <laughs> he almost swung on me, and we like had like flashbacks and forgot what we were doing. <laughs> he makes people crazy. Do you oh, see the helicopters and the bombs going on? <laughs> yeah, I know that. He does make people crazy. That's why I'm up here where... Right now, if I look outside, there is a good amount of snow on the ground. Because, well, the cold makes people crazy, too, but everyone kind of stays inside at that point. Oh, like, yeah. You get cabin fever from that, though. Like, we just get mad because it's really hot and uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, like her data came through, and we were just like, where's the power? <laughs> I went to his house because he had power after Hurricane Beta, and we were still out of power. Uh, and yeah, he fed me <laughs> breakfast and made me coffee, and I was like, "You have saved not only my life but the life of every person I come in your interaction with with this coffee." <laughs> Category three hurricane. What are you worried about? How do I get coffee? How do I get? <laughs> you all, me and my girlfriend are outside and filming it. Like we're on the weather channel. There's like power line pop, and we had a generator that was a big going right. It's, yeah, but if it snows down here, though, no, we're out of power for like three weeks. We don't have trees for that. They sink and just destroy lines. Yeah, and it snows up. It snows up here. There's times where all of a sudden it'll snow like you know foot foot and a half overnight, and all of a sudden, yep, I still got to go to work in the morning. Yeah. Oh yeah, we have a half inch of because well, they also we don't have the stores of salt and things like that to go on the road. So we're just you know it's gonna the snow's gonna melt a little bit and then it's gonna turn to black ice. And that's why if we get a half inch of snow down here, everything's shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that, that's totally understandable. And it it just comes with just the different different uh, climates, different areas of the country where you guys are probably what a thousand about a thousand miles even more south than me right now. So 
it's definitely going to be something like that when you have snow in the south. But again, up in the north, it's like it's it's totally different. But all of a sudden, the heat comes around because like, up here, like it doesn't get super duper hot, but at times it will get really humid. And if you're like, oh my god, it's so hot, I can't stand it anymore. And then we everyone's like, well, would you rather have this or would you rather have that polar vortex come back where you wake up and it's negative thirty five outside? Yeah, I'll take that. What? Whoa. I love the cold. I, I would like probably take that too. See, I'm a cold weather person. Mm-hmm. I like that. Like. I don't like walking out and you can't breathe. It's 97 degrees outside. Like, put someone in that from the northern area. It's like, it doesn't matter how hot you think it can get or how humid. No, you literally cannot breathe. And it, it's like you, it's like a soup. All you I know, know is I don't want my cheeks sticking to the, the seats. You know, just get that because or the soup. Just... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's why they got the heat. That's, I'll say that's why they got the butt warmers in the cars right now. I mean, when it gets super hot, outside, you turn the butt warmer and your cheeks won't stick to the seat. You're good. Yeah. Hey, that's good. I didn't have I didn't have to put that down the car, you know? Because my AC was out, so they're all out of the heater. Great during the winter. I mean, it's instantly. But during the summer, oh, I was dead. Windows are open. Like, you know, I had an old school uh, plug-in. You know, the fans you get in Walmart, like the $2 ones. I had to get a little cigarette lighter, plug into that one. Just had that thing going. Again. <laughs> I am a master mechanic. I no, can fix things like that for you. No. <laughs> Best weather in the world is in Bogota, Colombia. Oh, oh, you said it correctly, Bogota. <laughs> I've, I've been, I've been there twice um, on mission trips when I was younger. And let me tell you, it is like sixty to sixty-five degrees year-round. There's no time zone. Like there's there with central time zone, but it doesn't change. Ever it does, they don't have daylight savings time. Yes, yeah, that's thing. if I could live anywhere, it would be Colombia. Colombia, that is like best country in the world, hands down. And if you just get tired of life, there's always the cocaine. Thinking so. about the same Colombia. Oh wait, no. All right, you brought it around at the end. That's a, okay. Look, there's a you know people have all these bad things to say about Colombia, but the the nation actually has like this advertisement thing that they do, and it, yeah. that's get people to come get tours there. And it said, uh, the only thing dangerous about Colombia is that once you get here, you won't want to leave. Ecuador is the place you really don't want to go. Colombia is fine. <laughs> I'll say after that whole entire uh, promotion for Colombia, my my friend Manuela is going to absolutely love what you said because she's from there. And I hope I'm going to send her this episode. Be like, yeah, take a listen to what they have to say about Colombia because you're going <laughs> to enjoy it. That's my favorite country in the world. The I love Colombia. I'm hoping to get there at some point. However, I, once hopefully once COVID ends or the restrictions all end, I'm hoping to travel back to Europe because I went there in 2019, had a blast, and I've interviewed so many bands over there as well. It's like I want to see as many as possible. So I said, end up in like I end up in like Northern Italy, uh, the uh, Czechia, end up in uh, Slovakia, Austria, over to Russia, go back, go to Germany, and go back to Amsterdam because that was too much fun. I can't not go back there. Yeah. Right, yeah, no, I get that. I've heard the internet's like really, really good over there because we kind of pioneered it, but they've like perfected it off our technology. I've, I've heard even in Russia, like it doesn't even like cut out; it's just perfectly like the same like level. Like uh, the best way to describe it is like, um, because I think they did the whole entire fiber optic thing. Because when I was over there in 2019, I was working on a our re- review video. I can't remember which one I was working on. But I was working on it on the plane ride from, because I was in Serbia. I was working on it from Serbia, or no, I was in Croatia, my bad. Croatia to Amsterdam. I was working on it the whole entire time. And I got there. I'm like, oh, shit, how long is this going to take to load? Literally, we got to the hotel. I was in, 
I started loading it. It was about a 25-minute video. It loaded to YouTube in five minutes. Oh, my goodness. And yeah. I was like, how the like fuck? Hours. It's because we're replacing our fiber optics now because we and like kind of made all this technology. And then when they did it, they were like, oh, we'll just use fiber optics. But now all their stuff's like solid and good to go, you know? Our internet still actually lags behind, even though we provide Costa Rica with all their internet through a cable about that big, you know? It's yeah, that's why, Dicos, saying, that's why whenever it comes to like me uploading stuff, I rarely am going to upload stuff where I live because I've still got the, the cable connection to the internet. So if I'm trying to upload a podcast video that's like, yeah, like an hour, hour and a half long, that'll take like four or five hours to load. If I go over by my parents' house because they've got the fiber optic line, yeah, that takes about 20 minutes tops. Yeah. So... If we've learned anything from this podcast in terms of, well, not just Envision, but in terms of what the United States, one thing they need to do, we need to make sure we get better internet speed, man. Yeah. Cheers. Exactly. Well, cheers to that. Yeah. But also, we've learned many great things about you guys with Envision as well. We've learned from everybody who's listening. We learned that they've got that modern hard rock sound with the casual fling, the Tinder side hookup with EDM and hip hop, which I mean that if you guys start ex- describing it like that, I'm just going to start laughing and be like, I know where we came up with that. Oh yeah. I'm going to take pride <laughs> that, but I'm not going to take credit for it because you guys always were, you guys are the ones that made the sound. So it's yours. Go for it. I don't care. So yeah, I think that no, I sound a little arrogant on that one. Shoot. Making me. Man, I, I would it just kind of sounded like, yeah, go ahead. Try See what kind of letters you get in the mail. <laughs> I mean, you might get some. It's in today's day and age, who who the hell knows what you would get? You probably get some a bunch of praise. You probably get some like crazy ones. You probably get like one that has like the classic like kidnappers note with like the words cut out of magazines and just paste, paste it on there. <laughs> probably it's, randomly receive a MAGA hat, like something like that. You know, like something crazy. Anyway, it's good that we made it. Not getting political. I'm just saying. You probably yeah. At least Something along those lines. I got a stalker. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but then for everyone that is listening to this podcast, as well as we kind of bring this one more to a close as we're about that hour, 15 hour, 20 mark right there. And with these guys preparing to go on tour after the recording of this, going to star Wars, uh, land or was it galaxy's edge? I can never remember the name of it, but yeah, Disney World going to go build their own lightsabers. They're going to go drink at the cantina. Then they're going to play some kick-ass shows in Florida. They got kick-ass shows coming up in Mississippi, Louisiana, Texas over the next couple of months. So if you guys are around there, trust me, first things I want you to do is I want you to listen to the song Showstopper by Envision. Second thing I want you to do is right after listening to Showstopper by Envision, I want you to watch the video so you can see Alex carrying those cinder blocks into the, in the what, what uh, Gulf of Mexico, right? Mexico. Yeah. All right, I'm like, yeah. I better get this right. Otherwise, I'm going to be looking so stupid. And then after you're going to watch that video, you're going to want to listen to more. So, of course, listen to more. And if you are going to end up listening to more, also one thing I want you to do is take a look at wherever you can find anything with them, wherever they're going to post anything about their live shows. So you can take a look, find out the one nearest you, and make sure that you are available to go see them that day. And then after you're available to go see them that day, when that day comes, you go and see me and you go have one hell of a time because, hell, if I was around that area, I would too. I might be in April when they're in Texas. I might just show up out of nowhere. You never know. We'll see what happens. But if I'm there, you better be too. Heck yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, man. Looking forward to it. 
And as we bring this to a close, I always like to give you guys the final chance to say whatever the hell you want to say, whether it's um, say plugged anything, Don't just any it. final words. Go for it. So. You talking about plugs, things like that? Yeah, whatever you guys want to say. Okay. Um, I do know that. So we're really grateful to Joe Alfano, first of all, just for uh, setting us up with you. And he's been a huge help, um, a good friend. Reached out to me a couple of times to make sure I was okay because, you know, I, 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 if you listen to Showstopper, like I wrote those lyrics. So, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, but I, I appreciate him a lot. Blind Anxiety Entertainment for um, setting up these tours for us. Uh, the Vibers, the Hanover Distribution, the Sound 228 is a local podcast uh, that we do a lot of things with them. We did a live stream with them and we're currently in the top 10. Um, Low Tide Tattoo is he's sponsored by um, and he gets all of the things from them. They do incredible work. Um, I'm planning on doing something over there pretty soon as well. Oh, we're number six, by the way. They just released the new Dirty Dirty. Oh, we're number six in the Sound's top 10. Um, Oh, what's, what's the, the uh, oh, Knife Party Thread. It's his clothing company. It's uh, Halloween 365 days a year. How it should be. <laughs> and he, he actually has a lot of bands that he works with that uh, wears the merch and um, has a lot of contacts through that way uh, and does a lot of really cool stuff with them. So if you come see us in Texas, I'll have plenty of merch available. All right, all right. Well, Envision with his brand and Blind Anxiety Entertainment for a three-way crossover uh, t-shirt for the tour dates that we have. And they're, they're not on our website. They're only available at the merch table. Dude, if you got that Halloween-inspired one, I'm definitely going to want one. It'll, def- it'll go well with like the 13 or 14 Ice Nine Kill shirts I have in my closet right now. This I is one of his merch right here. He does holographic stickers and stuff. Ooh. Cool. Yeah, that's his brand. Yep, all his. Did I miss anything? I want to say one thing. Mm-hmm. It'll be good, don't worry. All right, all right. All right. The reason I love this band is because I know, like, Drow, like, I feel like we're giving voices to the hopeless, to the ones that feel hopeless and the helpless, and kind of expanding their voice and letting them know that they're not alone. And Alex allows us to do that through his words and his emotion, and it filters out through us. So, yeah, it feels really great to be part of this band, and I really can't wait to see where we go because I know we're going to go big places. People are going to recognize that, and we, we just really want to help people first and foremost, and that's why I really appreciate this band. I really appreciate the people that I'm at with, and, yeah, they're my brothers. Love them to death, and, yeah, so it's not I'm in Envision. No, we are in Envision. Like, like, that's it. Like, that's all I want to say, so. That, that is one thing I say at every show is yes. that we say three things. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is that, you know, no matter how dark your tunnel looks right now or, or no matter how dark your situation may be, there's, there's always a light. There's always an end to that tunnel. Uh, and then the next thing that I say is that, um, <clears throat> uh, now I can't think of it. I'm, I'm sorry. We just went through practice like six yeah. times. But is that there's always a light that, that your life matters and that you have a purpose. Um, I'm very strong in believing of that, hey, we're going to make it to the next day. Like, maybe I can't see 10 years from now. Maybe I can't see two months from now. But I, I can see tomorrow, and every day I can wake up to choose to live another day. Um, and, and that's something that I can speak to is because, you know, uh, we can laugh and we can joke, and I, and I love doing that. 
but uh, the depression and suicide is something that that I really have struggled with a lot, especially in the last few years. And you can see that if you listen to some of the lyrics and things like that. And I and I, I write some heavy hitting, very dark lyrics. I think in Last Goodbyes it says, literally, "There's nothing left to do, so go and bury me alive." And um, and that's because like I, you know, people can hear those things and relate to some of those feelings and those emotions and see. Well, he's still here, and, and I am, and that's why I, I say those things. Just, you know, I, I had a date three years ago that I was going to end my life, and look at all the things that I've done in those three years that would not have happened if I had done it. Um, I'm grateful to be alive for the life that I have, and, and I try to use the platform that I have to reach out to other people, let them know they're not alone, give a voice to, the, to those who are not adequately represented, and uh, let the people that is broken and hurt know, hey, he made it, I can make it. Just one more day. What was I saying? Can't recognize his pain. Can't recognize his pain. That's, that's a good saying. And I, one song that always popped in my head right when you were talking about that stuff where it's giving people hope for the next day and always saying that we can make it to the next day. One of my uh, song my favorite band, Rise Against, called Tragedy Plus Time, where there's a partner where they say, despite the overwhelming odds, tomorrow came. So there's so many things going on, but you can all, but just keep looking forward to that next point, because there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel at some point, no matter what it is, as long as it just, you stick with it, there's going to end up being that light at the end of the tunnel. You're going to end up getting past it. And there's going to be people around you that are going to be willing to help you get past it as well. Whether more directly through maybe family or friends or more indirectly, even through music where you might not necessarily know the people that are making that music, but you're going to connect with it in a different way. And there goes their camera. Oh, darn we're still here. Yeah, we're still here, but our, our uh, iPad is about to die. We got about 10% left. Alrighty. Well, good thing we're wrapping this up then. So one thing, especially hearing what you guys have just said about that, this is something where, again, that where you said pain recognizes pain. That is something that is absolutely incredible to say because people that have gone through that kind of pain, they recognize that through music as well. And they connect through people with that through their music. You can say anything you want that's you've gone through. If you've gone through something completely impactful emotionally in life, whether it's for the positive, for the negative, and you put that into a song, people may have gone through something completely different, but th- felt the same emotion through it. And they're going to connect with that song in a completely different way than you ever intended. But the, but what's going to be intended is the positive impact you're going to have on that person. That is the major key overall. So having that in mind and also having the chemistry that you guys have with your band and the dedication you have to your craft, also with your producer as well, who's constantly pushing you to make sure that you are getting the most out of what your ability has. It, it speaks volumes about you guys to the point where come the next couple of years, you guys are not going to be that. You guys are not going to be a band on the level that you are right now. You're not going to be lower than the level you are right now. You're going to be significantly higher than the level you are right now. As long as you keep up with this dedication, keep up with the dedication, the craft, the family style vibe that you have with each other and just the overall positive message that you're putting out there. That is something that is going to resonate so well with people that you just have to make sure you're full de- you're solely dedicated to it and you're going to go so many places, guys. So I cannot wait to continue watching your careers. I cannot wait to continue watching Envision grow. And thank you to Joe Alfano as well for connecting me with you guys as well because out of all, there's so many bands he sent me with all the different pages he has and I'm always grateful for whoever he sends me because Everyone he sends me has been absolutely fantastic to talk to. I've been following along with everybody ever since I've talked to him. And you guys are now on that list as well. So I'm going to keep following you guys. If I get a chance to see you guys live, not if I should say, when I get a chance to see you guys live, I will be there. Again, first round's on me. 
You're going to have a freaking blast. If I end up in the trunk of a car, that's going to be that way. And also, when it, for everyone listening, when it comes to Envision, when it comes to finding them online anywhere, I will have all the links for their social media, YouTube, website, merch, um, where you can stream their music in the description below. And one thing I want you guys to do is because you guys are talking about all the different places, all different people that you want you're thanking and all the different plugs you're making. Please send me their links as well so I have them, so I can add them as well to the bio so people can check them out as well, along with whatever else you guys want me to add in there. And when it comes to the Envision group as well on, uh, yeah, I think it's on Facebook as well. I'll add that in there as well because we got to make sure that gets in there. We got as many people on that as possible. Yes. So on that note, I will not end this podcast by saying goodbye due to the fact that I hate doing that. It seems like that's going to be the end of it. Bend all, be all. That's it. So I can't do that. I also got a plan to see you guys live whenever I get a chance. So I got to end it with this. See you later. See you later. See you. Whoa, 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 folks. That was my interview with the guys from InVision. My hard rock band with a casual romance to hip hop and EDM out of Mississippi. So now that we've spoken to them on the podcast, Remember, the positive behind music is so dang strong, and the chemistry that these guys have is absolutely incredible. Should you be keeping tabs on this band going forward? The answer is yes. Should you be keeping tabs on them all right now? Yes. Should you go and listen to their stuff right now? Yes. Are all the links in the description for the this podcast? Yes. So make sure you go and do that right now. I'll be keeping tabs on them. Make sure you go see them live if you get the chance. I know during the coronavirus pandemic, so please stay safe. But these guys, you're going to want to go see live and get in with now. So on that note, that's going to be for me today, guys. Thank you for watching and listening to the Chord Progression Podcast. But so did rocks for rock and metal thrive. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I am every single one. of the big, healthy, and hearty. See you. Yeah.